Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This week on Spanky's Corner. A podcast! Hey, how was the family trip to the Caribbean in 2012? Why do you call yourself Thrifty Hell? I've never not loved a redhead. How have you been? You want some jalapeno poppers? Don't besmirch, Rody. Why buy it when someone else can? Spanky's. Spanky's. We tried to do this once. It was awful. The dance mom didn't like it. So we have to start from the top. Uh, so we got Chelsea Cutler coming up on this episode. We've interviewed before at Lollapalooza. She sings like a goddamn canary, and she's got an album coming out next Friday. And she's on Coachella. And she's got on Coachella, not in the tiny font. Line three, baby. I think four. Medium but, font. But good, sturdy medium font. Eight not even like font. the smaller medium font fading into the small. A sturdy-ass medium to large. Good for Chelsea Cutler. She's coming up. Um, this is the first episode of 2020. Shout out to everybody that listened in 2019. We appreciate it. The fact that this is still a thing is shocking to both Julia and myself. Well, let's clarify, not that we're still doing it, but just the fact that it has grown into much more than we would have ever thunk, and we hope to keep growing with it. And, I mean, a lot of that has been great support from our boss, who has given us all these uh, guests, and, of course, the unstoppable, beautiful, handsome Josh R., Josh R., who produces us. We don't give him enough credit. Um, and we also had 41 interviews on this podcast last year. That is a humdinger. Who do you want this year? Who's on your wish list? Phineas. I feel like it's attainable. We can get that, right? I think it's attainable. I have a couple reasons why. Um, one, so he's Billie Eilish's brother. I also don't think Billie Eilish is totally off kilter. I feel like, yes, she is the biggest pop star in the world right now. But like, also, our boss ain't no schmuck. We can get Bill. What if we got Bill and Phineas on the same episode? Oh, just, just kill me. But I uh, I do love him. He is brilliantly talented. And I think Billy for a while was the one doing all the interviews, but now he's starting to get a lot of his own and he has his own music. So I think if he's trying to push his own music, he'll definitely be out doing rounds. His girlfriend is originally from Chicago. I would think if Phineas was on this episode, that would be one of those that I would just let you do. No, no, I think we could both do it. He's a really, like, and so from watching his interviews, I like the way he interviews. Like, no, he's no, very... no, the reason why is because you're, you're like a legit, like, enormous fan of Phineas, and I think he's fine. He's well, great. I want you to dial me back so it doesn't, it, so it, so I don't sound too creepy, so I'm not like, hey, how was the family trip to the Caribbean in 2012? But that's also what I want. How great would that be? Just an over-the-top Julia just talking to Phineas. Be like, how have you been? Nah, man. I love you. I would love to add him to the two-timers club on Spanky's Corner. We're not going to do that if I come out of the gate like that. Eric's here. Do you think we can bring him in and ask him? Eric, our boss? You shaking your head yes? Oh, and Chance the Rapper. Uh, it's an election year, so I guess that will happen. I and, guarantee and you. And he lives down the street from our work. Well, Chance always calls in when he's got big stuff going on. And the, one of the first times when I first got here, he called in. It was during election year because he always does march to the polls, and he likes promoting that stuff. So for sure, Chance, consider that one done. Who, right, who's on your bucket list? 
21 Pilots. I've interviewed them. I know you have. They're my favorite band right now, and I've never talked to them. If you know what you're they're, you're talking about with them, they appreciate it. Yes. So you would do well. I mean, I only saw them six times in the last year. I'm not going to lie. I like, I like their music. I like the radio hits, but I'm not like a listen to them on my own regard type of gal. But I well researched them. You know what the secret is? Is to find if they have a Reddit AMA and then ask the questions that they didn't get to. Oh, and I wow. did that. And people on Reddit loved my interview and was like, she knows what she's talking about. Eric Bradley, welcome to Spanky Square Yay. Podcast. Do you have his mic up? Uh, we have a request. And by we, I mean... No, Julia. there's a couple here. So we are um, making, what, what did we call it? A wish list okay. of artists we want to have on the podcast okay. in 2020. Let me guess. Hmm. You got to talk, talk in that microphone. Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran. Well, if you want to shoot for the top, let's go. I mean, go. shoot for the stars. We did say the <laughs> President biggest, Trump. The biggest um, one we said was Billie Eilish. Okay. Which we feel like is huge and sounds outlandish, but like, could by some grace of God happen. Considering that she doesn't do any many interviews, I, that's a little more challenging, I think. But my number one is her brother Phineas. I love him okay. so much, and he's it. like doing his own solo music, and he's got his you girlfriends from Chicago. Fetish? Ooh, you know what? Is that something we should explore? On it's day? not something I seek out, but I've never not loved a redhead. Okay, fair enough. I'm married <laughs> to a redhead, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is Phineas a realistic possibility? I don't know. He's Just been doing a lot life. of interviews. Has he? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll have to look into that. I, I don't know what the plan is with his music. And that usually is when interviews happen is when artists are releasing yeah. music to pop radio, et cetera, et cetera. So I just don't know what the move is. I have to inquire. Well, and the reason I want to interview him so bad, aside from me being a fan, is that I've seen him doing interviews and I like the way he interviews. So I know okay. he's been doing a lot of them. So That's he's good. on that list. Also, we have Chance the Rapper just because, you know. Right. He lives down the street. But I figured Chance, though, he will, he, last time we had an election year, he kind of called in last minute to talk about his march to the polls and yes. the whole thing. And Chance is really good on election years to talk about just the importance of voting. Well, he's very good at civic, uh, you know, pride. And, right. And absolutely. Caring, you know. So I'm sure we can get him, right? I would hope so. And then Tyler wants 21 pilots. Yeah. So we need to well, make that happen. That's, that's, that's evergreen. I mean, he always wants 21 pilots. I've, I've never, I've never interviewed him. I've I'm saying like, that's like, I, and that doesn't surprise me in the least that you would love them. I love them. I've, I've seen them probably 15 times. In I saw them six countries. times last year, multiple countries, and I've never, ever <clears throat> met them, let alone interviewed them. That's crazy. I interviewed them. Wow. That's like surprising a, you never yeah. met them before. I've never met them either actually. Yeah. They seem like nice fellas. They're just, yeah, they're quite, I, did meet them I interviewed them a year and a half ago with Chris. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I told do them we, I do your podcast listeners know who Chris is. Oh, sorry. Chris Cruz, my former morning show co-host back in Detroit. Correct. But um, I was telling him <laughs> I'm not like a, I like the radio hits, but I don't really listen to them on my own regard. So I'm not like a for 21 pilots. Yeah. I'm not like a deep seated fan, but I like wanted to give a good interview because they just put out that new album. So my secret is I found their Reddit AMA and I asked the questions they didn't get to. So like, oh, of good. course, like the people who go to the Reddit AMAs are like super fans. So you slacked. Right? I did not slack because you should look at the comments on the YouTube. People are like, oh my God, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me rephrase. You cheated on your prep. Play chess, not checkers. <laughs> What is that? Play, play chess play and smart. not checkers. Oh, chess. I thought you said chestnut. Checkers. That's why I thought you said oh, too. chestnut checkers. Chestnut that checkers. That sounds like something you would play at Cracker Barrel. During the holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Those things are so dirty. Oh, I the never. Little tic-tac-toe the games. At Very Cracker dirty. Barrel? Well, any public place. Yeah. Because you're on the table. <laughs> any public place. I've never yeah. thought about the so dirt dirty. on 
<laughs> the Cracker Barrel checkers. Think about kids like freaking wipe their yeah. hands in their. All right, you're on a plane every week. Do you wipe off the tray table? I need to, but I don't. You don't. No. That's unlike you. I figured. You I would. do wipe off the tray table when I'm in first. When they give you the hot, yeah, the hot washcloth. Yeah, there you go. You yeah. wipe your face first with the warm towel. I don't and wipe, wipe my it off. face. I wipe my hands and then I wipe the the towel. Yeah, yeah. You're not a face wiper with the warm towel in first not. class. I've huh? seen it happen many times. It does happen. You yeah. must be. I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I would love to see Jersey travel because he's a neat freak. <laughs> So when oh I was God. training, he's a freak. Period. Well, when, Jersey, Jersey, we love here at B ninety six, and he's a traveling DJ, and so he's gone what every weekend almost. He's gone all the time. So I was when I was training for this job like a year ago. He was obviously showing me what to do, and he the whole time he's just walking back and forth like every thirty minutes, like cleaning everything with Lysol. And I was, I'm a believer in antibacterial spray and some of that for sure. Right, but it was a lot, and I was like, "Hey, are you like kind of like a neat freak?" Like I was just being like. Kind of joking with him. He's like, no, not, not, I mean, not really. Like, but he was doing it like every 30 minutes. So he unknowingly and, is a neat freak. Yeah. And then or so maybe he's a germ freak. Dude, he will start so, cleaning before I even unplug my headphones. He's so, a germaphobe. And then 20 minutes later, he goes, I'm good with that. Do you want some of this hand sanitizer? I ordered it from this special <laughs> retailer on the internet. I can't get it anywhere else. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have this great hand sanitizer. Of course you do. It's lavender. It's incredible. It's a Mariah special. Oh. She has her own hand sanitizer. Not hers. It's she turned me onto it. It's awesome. Oh. Really, and it smells incredible. It's lavender like, is my favorite. Lavender scent. scent is the best. Got a Mar- Oh, can we have Mariah Carey on this podcast? That would be doable. It's possible. Would have been a little easier last month when she was promoting heavy. You know what though? Get- we didn't want to bother her. It's a very busy time. <laughs> True. But you know, Mariah Maybe. Carey. Well, Where she's... were we on that one? I don't know. Who else do you have on your wish list? Uh, well, now it's just Mariah Carey and Twenty One Pilots. It's a good list. I'm I'm here for that list. Plus, you never know who will pop up along the way. Billie That's Eilish exactly last right. January. Who would have thunk? Who knew? All right, well, Crazy. You, we can count on you working on that immediately. Uh, I'm on it when I walk out of this room studio. <laughs> it's 7.01 at night on a random Monday. I'm sure you could probably have it knocked out by, what, 8? 7.30. Vinny's yeah. just sitting <laughs> down for dinner. <laughs> just call him at home. He's got to bother him real quick, just for a quick question. <laughs> just call Billy direct. Just, hey, hey <laughs> yeah. Billy, is your brother around? Got a favor. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to him. <laughs> Spanky's Corner. Kenzie. Yeah. <laughs> How much food did you pay for this weekend? I don't pay for food on the weekends. <laughs> she doesn't pay for food on the weekday. Well, you know what? We didn't get this actually out before because Kenzie had a broken mic. So welcome back, Thrifty Ho. Thank you. That's my official secondary name. It's Kenzie K, a.k.a. Thrifty Ho. Like no. Kenzie K is in like the big, like all caps font. And mm-hmm. then Thrifty Ho is in the beautiful little script underneath. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why do you call yourself Thrifty Ho? That's not our term. That's your term. Yes, that is my term. They're not insulting me Um, because I know how to get things for free and or cheap. My motto is why buy it when someone else can? (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) To watch Kenzie work in a group setting where there is food is absolutely nothing short of astonishing. I feel like I'm watching like her dance recital. Like I, I have come to watch something she has worked for all her life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like live as it's supposed to be. But you're getting the Broadway version. You're getting the final this polished product. product. Like she yeah. should be passing out playbills. It started when I was sleeping <laughs> in a car. <laughs> and my like radio theater and I get that joke. That's funny. <laughs> the radio station that I used to work at had like these free, um, we used to hand out like free sandwich things and I would steal them all the time. So I ate for free almost every day because I didn't have money. So I would just take like a whole, like I literally would take a massive stack of free coupons and put them in my bag, like as I was passing them out. Like one for you, eight for me. I feel like Thrifty Ho is your Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. So when you get into Thrifty Ho mode, 
the most impressive thing I see is just like, do you sec- do you think ahead that you're going to do these techniques or do they just come to you? You know, it's taken a lot of years and um, I used to have to think about it, but now I have like backup. Like now I know how to do it. So it's like, I don't... <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like running a board at the radio station. Like, I'm sure you don't think about it a lot anymore. All right, anymore. well, let's break down. Let's break down your your big rules. Your or not your rules. Your your techniques to achieve free food. Because I'll I've got my favorite. I'm sure Julia has hers. Well, let's start. Yes, let's just start with the one that I feel like really was the point where we all saw her in action and like noticed that this was premeditated in a way. Like this wasn't her first rodeo. Was her at a restaurant? What? I don't know what I did. What do you do? Which one? There's so many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, I haven't actually. I've, I think I've seen it after you told me this story, but it was the one that we tried to talk about last time where she like slowly gathered one thing off yeah. of everybody's <laughs> the, plate. Oh, it's, ah. it's the gatherer method. And then, but we asked her about it and she had a really good byline worked up about it. When you go into big group settings for games, events, etc., someone will always over order because people get excited. They're around their friends. Like, I don't know. What do we need? Three things of wings. Right? You don't know. You're guessing there's 12 to 18 people there. You don't know how hungry each of those individuals are. So really patience is key with that method because someone will over order. And then once, once the food is sat there, like people aren't like consistently grabbing, you could be like, Oh, are you not going to finish those? And like, Oh, I can't eat anymore. So now you got like two mozzarella sticks, a piece of pizza. And you, stay, and you grab a to go box and you start gathering. Yes. And or eat there if I'm really hungry. Because before before you even do that, if people order like a bunch of things and someone always goes, hey, you want like a cheese stick? Kenzie never says no. Yeah, I'll take a cheese stick. Yep. Person to your right, be like, oh yeah, you want some nachos? Sure, I'll have some nachos. Person in front of you, you want some jalapeno poppers or whatever? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'll have some of those. And before you know it, she's hunting and gathering like she's in the mm. middle of Montana in the 1860s. And sometimes I to get creative. Because people take things off their food as well. And if you really like search the table, you realize that they make a good combination. Somebody took took their lettuce off something. We had like some sausage oh left. Christ. And I basically made a, a taco, a little lettuce wrap. Like you just <laughs> <laughs> my spirit animal is Templeton, okay? Now uh, what do you like, do when you're at a restaurant though? And you're like awkwardly just sitting there when everybody's food's being placed out. Like, don't you feel like that's kind of an awkward no, moment? At the base game, she goes, she goes, I'm just gonna get something later. And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm, no, with this. Later I did get something later. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely did. All right, but you also are very good at getting people to pay for your food here. If something like if someone like, for example, if I came in, mm-hmm. you get off the air two, I get on the air two. If I came in at 145 and said, Hey, I'm going to get food, like, oh, will you grab me something? And then I always come back up and say, uh, don't worry about it. And so does every other person that gets you food. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go home and eat this free food. Or or sometimes people are like, people are always going to ask out of obligation, like, do you need anything? And that's your fucking fault for asking that. Yeah, well, so, that shit stopped. Uh, I, I do. That stopped. And if you notice, even the other day at the at the uh, dart place where we're playing darts, I made you Venmo me $3 for that Diet Coke. I don't, listen. She did not have to do that. Because <laughs> well, I don't drink, okay? I'm okay. not a big drinker oh, at all. It doesn't matter. You still drink Diet Coke. I do drink Diet Coke. Mm. But I offered first, so don't you try. I said, who has the bill with my Diet Coke on yeah. it? And then everyone made, then everyone laughed at me, and I'm like, what? And then you're like, I do, and you better send me $3. You got all worked up in a little tizzy yeah. after I had already offered. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's getting payback for all the times I... Bought you free food. Another thing that works in your favor, because he does this for me all the time, is Sonic Next Door is a you fly, I'll buy kind of guy. 
That's my key thing. I am Uber Eats in the flesh, okay? So I love walking around being like, does anybody want food from somewhere? I have walked my happy ass over 15 to 20 minutes to, uh, I think, Dos Toros for a freaking Sonic and picked up a burrito. And in turn, he buys me a burrito for that service and I bring it back. I'm, Kenzie I eats. work for my food. Hey, oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, oh. Kenzie's not living in the slums. She's got a nice apartment in downtown Chicago. I, she dresses well. I think that's the reason, though, that yeah. she can't afford food. <laughs> Bad decision. Her, her, apart- her apartment is like what I'm trying to work for to when I'm 40. Okay, but it, but still, <laughs> so nice. it could be 40 below at 3 o'clock in the morning, and Kenzie's like, I'm just going to walk home. I'm like, take yeah. an Uber. No. No, she cuts those. But the thing is, is and you know what you make fun of me for is taking Uber shares all the time. She cuts corners like that, and it really does end up saving money. That's why I do I shares. I walk everywhere. I don't take Ubers. Absolutely not. I will walk an hour and a half home all the time. How many swimsuits did you buy before you went to Mexico? Five. Jesus. <laughs> How many days were you in Mexico? Huh? How many days were you in Mexico? Five. All right. So you yeah. see, now that's where the difference is. Kenzie refuses to pay for the basic necessities in life. Basic necessities should be free. But that Instagram's got to look it's good bullshit. with five different five different swimsuits. But here's the thing. I don't, I understand. If I want to be obnoxious, my nails, those shouldn't be free. What do you pay, I'm doing you, the what do you pay absolute, a month on your nails? Um, I don't, somewhere be honest, between be 100 to 150 a month. Jesus. Do you, is that with tip? Yes. Okay. And in fairness, I don't have to get my hair done. So most people pay a lot on their hair and I don't get my hair done. Don't point to me. My mom does it for free in the kitchen. Okay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> so my thing is, I understand when I'm being extra. If I want to pretend I'm rich and wear this big fuzzy coat that I obviously can't afford, that's on me. Okay. But food's a means of survival and I really don't want to pay for it because it's like, it's not my choice. Well, Does that make sense? I'm saying though, where no. she cuts, where she cuts her corners in like <laughs> cabs in food. When you think about how much money you spend in that a week, it's disgusting. Like this could be like a hundred to two hundred dollars. Like think about my Uber Eats addiction that I am so badly trying to cut. Yeah, we right need now. to we need to talk to you about that. By the way, uh, did you see what I did last night? Though, what did you do last night? I meal prepped my ass everyone off, so saw I didn't have to do everyone meal prep oh, last night. So brave. I know, but I I went out. I bought all my groceries. I. They have food for like the next week. So I don't, I even did breakfast. So like, I don't even, cause sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, Oh, I don't feel like cooking. Let me Uber eat some breakfast. Kenzie, Julie has a problem yeah. and we really need to talk to her about it because she will get up here at five 30, right? Mm-hmm. Before she goes on the air at seven, sit here for like 30 minutes, decide she's hungry and then order Uber eats from like roadie, which is literally across the street. I never use a delivery service. In fact, this is how bad I am. When Jesse Smollett said he went to a subway at three in the morning, I believed him because that's something I would do. <laughs> Kenzie, I'm like, that adds up. I, I would walk there too. <laughs> or when when she heard that, she was like, oh shit, they're open till three. Let me go. Yeah. <laughs> that was an advertisement was for Subway. That was an advertisement for Subway for Kenzie. Look no. at you. Anybody loves so, a good foot long, it's Kenzie. You no, know, she doesn't uh, have to pay for it. I do have a very bad food delivery problem. And you know what? One thing you told me that is completely accurate is the reason you don't do it is because once you do it, you don't ever not do it. Yes. It's like smoking, like legit. Because why go out and drive and you're like, oh, what's five bucks? But then when you do that all week Everything. and you look at how much money you spent, it's so... 
It adds up. And, and, and the differences with you, though, it's not like you're ordering from some really good place from a mile and a half away. You're ordering from a place right across the streets, literally. Don't besmirch, Rody. You have a man that can park his car, pick up your Uber Eats, not get back in his car, drop off the thing and go back to his car and save time. Well, you know what? When you yelled at me for that on Friday, what did I say to you? I said, I know this is bad. Well, you know, acceptance is the first step of the 12-step program. I am fully aware this is bad. I am, it's a habit I am very badly trying to cut, and I made steps to doing so. Good for you. How long is that going to last? That's rude. It'll, it'll last. I'm pretty good at like I'm putting together a six week thrifty hole plan that everyone can sign up for <laughs> to help kick certain habits. <laughs> She's going to sell her ebook and make some money. <laughs> I could see you on an infomercial at three o'clock in the morning. Oh my God, Ken's, we should make an infomercial in that yes. studio. Mike, do you have a problem? Do you spend money on things that should be free? <laughs> All I want to do is make infomercials in that little studio. That's all I want to do. Let's do it. And confessionals. Oh my gosh, you have such a hard on for confessionals. I do. Like if my dick gets hard for one thing, it's doing a confessional. Every time we want to do anything, she wants to do a confessional. Is that the title of this episode? Yeah, it'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) it'll be like nothing that needs a confessional. I'll be like, hey, do you guys think we should add a confessional where we talk shit about each other? (laughs) We want to do a gifting exchange. And she goes, should we add a confession? No, we should. Give me your damn gift. What so, did you pick up for people? I grew up on the real world, okay? Like it, of course. Of course. Yeah, we all did, but we don't still incorporate into our day-to-day life here in 2020. Confessionals are fucking funny. I feel like, what would what reality show would, would I fit? This has real to be a world. BuzzFeed quiz. Real world without a doubt. I feel like I'm more of a road rules girl. No. Like, well, who would I be in real world? Well, you can't compare. You're just you. You can't compare you to anybody. I know, but you- like everybody has like a like a persona on a show no your brain is on such a different ridiculous level from literally everybody else that's a compliment Thank uh you. that you can't really compare you to anyone else Aw, thanks because you're insane i always wanted to be on rock of love my mom and i wanted to do it together as a mother-daughter duo and my dad said no yeah, well, you, have a, you, you have a great family though too so your whole family could be like you guys could have a standalone e-show if you made a sex tape think about it mm. yeah <laughs> None of mine ever hit, really, though. No, have you tried? Yeah. Have you really put a lot of thought and effort into this? Well, Kim's didn't have a lot of thought, and you know, and look what that happened. Yeah, I feel Ray like Jay. she stole my my essence. Your, your boyfriend's famous; you can make it happen. Yeah, your boyfriend was just on television. He was. Okay, let's not expand what fame is. Can, like, can we? Much. Can we? Ex- can we expand on what that is? is yeah, this- you can say what he was in. Yeah, because it's funny because it's so relevant right now. He was uh, in the background of the Lou Pearlman. <laughs> Part of what it, it was on 2020, like a couple weeks ago, and he was dancing. Wish. Do you ever worry that Lou Perlman could have grabbed him for O Town and the entire course of your life and relationship <laughs> would have been altered forever? I don't think so because I know a lot of people from O Town too. So I just don't. Wait, what? What do you mean a lot of people O-Town from O Town? was relevant when you were a baby. How? Okay, also, that's the age of my boyfriend. So that's fair. I, I'm a big, I'm pretty popular with that age group. I don't know what to say. Kenzie's <laughs> got that 40 to 45 on lock. We'll say in your defense, though. Um, one, thanks for being on our podcast when we did the calling your dad thing, which I know is uncomfortable, but when oh, we. My dad, it's a lot worse. When than people. That. Um, 
tell us which episodes they liked the best out of us. Uh, that one always gets brought up. That's a fan favorite. Oh, that warms um, my heart. Yeah, we'll get you. But we'll, I will we'll, say, buy a, we'll buy a lunch as an appreciation of our thank thanks. Thank you. Oh. Whenever, ding, ding. whenever I go back home, people like always ask me about our friend group because we're always on social and we all get along really well. And everybody's like, Kenzie's so great. Like, she's so like funny and quirky. And they're like, is she like 30? Not that you look 30, but you oh, just well, act older. No. With a punch in the face. No, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying you are much more mature than 24. Like you were saying, you you like you you just are more mature than Geared people your the age. Older side. Yeah, yeah, I get that. A lot of people think I am older just because I, I and I like the thing is when people hear like where I've moved to, where I've worked, they don't put it on that timeline. They think, oh, like you moved four times for radio, you have to be about thirty. So I get that. Oh, I think too, you got done with college earlier, right? So that, yeah, I graduated when I was nineteen. Whoa. So that. Whoa. So that got you started in life earlier. Yes. You do you like Did this by just the way turn into li- a Dr. Phil episode? No, just timeline. Just by the way your life was mapped out, I feel like you should be probably like twenty seven. Yeah, I get that. Kenzie, do you feel like you've grown up too fast? <laughs> oh my god, why was that impression so good? <laughs> Spanky's corner. A podcast. I think we're alive. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea's it awkward yet with everybody just sitting here staring at us up on stage <laughs> no, it's good. we're like hey we like your rings and everybody's like looking at us like <laughs> when is this gonna start <laughs> Tyler, Julia, Chelsea Cutler Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage welcome back Thank you. I think Blue Cross Blue Shield does my health insurance. Look at this. It, see, it all that, ties together. This is a Full perfect circle. ad for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Well done. Maybe th- they will give me free health insurance. They might. Hey. They might give us more money after that. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen you since uh, what? Oh, Lollapalooza. Lala, yeah. That was like the best weekend of my life. Was it? Because we talked yeah. to you before your performance. So how was the rest of it? It was really remarkable, and the the after show that we got to do the night prior to my like my performance at the actual festival was hands down my favorite show that I've gotten to do, and then Law obviously is like it's like a rebirth. Like there's nothing like that, you know. Rebirth. That's a strong endorsement. I know. I I can't. I mean, for us, performing is is kind of where everything it's such a culmination of everything because it's kind of where everything comes together like the work we've done behind the scenes and the work that we do to grow the fan base and then also just um obviously like you just feel the energy and the love from the fans who have been with you and to to have that all kind of culminate at something like Lollapalooza was honestly for me just best probably one of the best days of my life you want to do it again this year um, I'd like to come back and, and, uh, is it in the works? I know you're already doing yeah, other festivals. I'd like to come back and, and like, hopefully, you know, obviously I hope it's not a pipe dream, but like, I'd love to come back and be able to headline someday. Our boss knows a guy. He'll get you in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, congrats on Coachella though. Cause that is out there right now, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That got announced a couple days ago. It's out there, right? Like Julie's like, wait a minute, it is out there, right? <laughs> I know. It's public knowledge. I know. It was so it, we had to keep it secret for so long. So when did you know? I found out in August. Whoa! So like that's so four early. months. Yeah, so I've known for a while. Uh, does anybody on that lineup like excite you beyond belief to see and be able to perform the same festival with Frank Ocean? Yeah, for, for sure. sure. You heard yeah. the you heard the groans and the moans from the st- <laughs> from the audience. You heard Are an these audible moans and groans <sighs> in, ag- in agreement. Cool. I'm just making sure we're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. So with Lala with Lala Plus compared to like well Coachella, have you ever done Coachella? You've been to Coachella, right? I've never. No, I, I 
told myself I'd never go until I had, like, you know, I had a slot there. So it'll be nice for once. You can be the person posting about Coachella as opposed to the people that are there and you're watching and just going, I just wish people would stop posting about Coachella, like, every two seconds. You can be the person that actually does it this year. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't wait to finally be uh, the people who other people are annoyed about. Yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have a new album coming out week from Friday. Yeah, How does that feel right now? Um, I always say it's just wild because a debut album is something that you always talk about, and it's not something that, it only comes to fruition once. So we've been saying for a year, two years now, you know, one day this debut album's going to come out and then life's going to begin. And um, so everything up to here, everyone's just like, oh, it's just the beginning, it's just the beginning. And uh, finally get to put out the debut album and and you know you only get to do that once, so half of me is freaking out and half of me is really excited. Is it scary? Because these are your babies that you've been working on, and we've only heard what one or two of the songs off the uh, album. Yeah. So I mean, is it like kind of scary to throw it out there, throw your baby out there, and let people insert it into their ears? You know, at this point, I think I'm very fortunate enough to be in a position where I know that it will generally be received well, at least by by my fan base. I don't know, you know, as we move forward and into deeper waters, how it will be received, but I'm very confident in the music, and and at the end of the day, I made music that means a lot to me and that I enjoy listening to, and I think that that's all you can really do as an artist. When did you put, like, the absolute final touches on it? Um, The night before it was due. (laughs) (laughs) I had a girl. (laughs) I wrote, wrote, yeah, I wrote one more song, And we were all kind of listening to it and contemplating. I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe we can just put this out as a deluxe version or a follow-up single or something. And I was like, it's so so relevant to what I'm going through in my life now, and I don't want to have to relive this song and put it out after I've already kind of made it through this life phase that I'm in. So I went to the studio the night before it was due. Which track is that? It's called Crazier Things. So you said Lollapalooza was like a huge rebirth for you. Did like coming off the high of doing Lollapalooza like influence any part of this album? Like did it inspire you to write or anything? I think when I was at Lollapalooza, I was going through a really difficult time personally. So I think I had a lot to write about regardless of my experience at Lollapalooza. I saw this Instagram of you, and I think it was from Allah. It was definitely you performing an outdoor venue, and you had like things written all over your arms because you were having like, a Allah. particular. Yeah. That was so cute. I loved that. Yeah, it was great. I just, um, again, like I was just going through a really rough time, and I'm very candid about my struggle with anxiety and depression. And I woke up, and I just wasn't feeling good. And I, in my head, I was just like, all right, this is like the biggest day of your life. There's no way I'm going to go through this day feeling the way I'm feeling right now. So I had everyone in my crew and my family and everyone just write something in my arm that way. Just like every time I saw it during the show, I was just reminded to be present and be there. How does writing music and making music help that, help the anxiety, help, uh, you know, because we all know or have anxiety or know someone that has it. How does it help with your day-to-day life? I think it's honestly, it's it's really the only outlet that works for me. Um, there are things that I like to do, like running and hanging out with friends and stuff. But at the end of the day, there's no release for me really on planet Earth except to be able to write and perform music. And so I feel very fortunate that I have that because I know that a lot of people kind of struggle to identify what that release is for them. So I just feel really fortunate to have that. 
Is there a particular track off this that maybe you haven't performed yet, but you have a feeling it's going to be like very therapeutic to perform? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, you guys have the track. Do you have the track list? Or, yeah. Uh, um, there's a song called NJ, and it's my favorite song I've written really ever. Yeah, I was going to ask, what does that mean? Uh, it's, it's about a person. Okay. Yeah. Those are some initials. I love New Jersey <laughs> so much. I just <laughs> had to write a song about it. Here's the track list right here. What, what number is it? Um, six. Number six. Oh, there it is right there. Number NJ, six. Yeah. Track six. Make sure you listen to it when you yeah. get the album a week from Friday. I just think it's going to be, it's just such a grand like, there's such a grand climax in the song that I think is going to be a really pivotal moment in the live set. Did you notice the track list was my home screen? <laughs> I didn't notice. That's how I pulled it up so quick. Yeah. I'm so impressed yeah. because I don't even know the track list thing off the top yeah. of my head, honestly. I keep it on the home screen. I'm really looking for it. He's going to leave it as that for months. You I know, mean, someone's got to know it. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> you know your name is being thrown around as Breakthrough Artist of 2020. Have you seen that? I haven't. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Breakthrough artist. It was that even on an cool email that went around that. the company today. <laughs> <laughs> that's like all my friends saying, oh, I just walked into Starbucks and your song's playing. And I'm like, that's great. It never happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure that that happened for you. When, when, when you hear something like Breakthrough, though, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. So breaking through, I mean, you're breaking through for maybe the masses, but you've been doing this for so long. Is it kind of like, yo, I've been doing this for like a bunch of years, my whole life. Where have you guys been? Well, I always remember someone telling me an overnight success was two is considered like two years in the industry. I have no idea how valid that information is, but that's always kind of stuck with me. And and to be honest, like I really I dropped out of college um, almost two years ago to the day. And by no means am, am I expecting overnight success, but I'm beyond thrilled with the trajectory of where my career has gone so far. So the word breakthrough, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. I feel like it kind of has been two years because I've been a fan for a while and I found out about you from your feature on Quinn 92's song, Flare Guns, mm-hmm. which I feel like is like two years old now. And it's been fun watching your growth and everything and seeing you on the boards in New York and stuff like that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think um, I think what a lot of people don't know about me is that like when I was in college and putting songs on on SoundCloud and doing features, I was doing that more just because it was something I enjoyed to do. It wasn't honestly for me something that I envisioned like as a career for myself. Just because I I was at Amherst College where everyone and their mother is becoming a lawyer or a doctor, and so I would be in the library working on music, and my friends just. I mean, I have phenomenal friends, but they all thought I was crazy, so, you know? So it wasn't until I left school to go on tour that I was like, oh, wow, this is actually, this is actually something I'm currently, like, pursuing. What was your actual major? Um, who knows? <laughs> General studies. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I was studying um, LJST and history, like race and gender relations and, and just um, basically like the structure of law in the United States and kind of how that um, kind of marginalized different Okay, groups. music is so much more fun. I, I mean, Man, you I'm, lost me just I'm, on the major. I'm pretty, I'm, I, I like to think I'm pretty politically inclined. So for me, that was like yeah. pretty interesting. Especially at this time now, it's good to know. Yeah, I, uh, Trump got elected and I said, no way! Got out of college. It's like this. This is a is a mountain I cannot climb. <laughs> well, on behalf of a couple other college dropouts, keep doing what you do. Uh, we're in the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage. Chelsea has Blue Cross Blue Shield. If it's good enough for her, it's good.
good enough for you. And uh, buy her new album. Yes, her new debut album debuts next Friday, the seventeenth. Go purchase it, stream it. Yes, please. How many songs are on it? Ah, uh, it's a it's a big boy. It's got sixteen with a digital Ooh. bonus track. As, that is as a big far boy. as I know. Look at that. You've been busy, Chelsea Cutler. I know. Anything Those, else we need to add? The unfortunate thing is that many songs didn't make it. Save those for next time. Yeah. No. They're done. <laughs> they're done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chelsea Cutler, everyone. Thank you, guys. Be a good human being and subscribe. Rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.